Amen. How many thankful that God is our healer? Amen. Amen. I won't keep you long tonight. It's not really, in a sense, it's not a Bible study. Um, but tonight I felt led to more or less teach, preach this on this idea and on this topic, unqualified. How many tonight, through your course of life, throughout all of your life, have felt at one point in time unqualified? You know, we all reach the age and we all reach the point in our lives to where one day we got to make our minds up of one day we're going to have to make some sort of income. That we're going to have to go out into the world and get a job to provide money to support ourselves, to pay our bills, and do things like that. And how many know that when you go to apply for a certain job or apply for a certain position, you always have to fill out a thing called an application. And on that application, you will review the application and you will answer all the questions and why some of them questions are on them applications. Till this day, I have no idea. Because they are not relevant to me or really I don't see why any of the certain questions be relevant to anything. But they ask them uh, crazy questions. But you answer the questions and the answers that you give, uh, it gives a, uh, a portrait of who you are, your personality. You have to tell them about your work history. And so they can basically get an idea of who you are. And then once you submit your application, and then the uh, members of management will take your application, and they will review your application and decide whether you are qualified enough for that position. And so if they have an idea that you are somewhat possibly, possibly qualified for that job, they'll call you in for what is called a personal interview. And so now you're in a room and you're sitting down before managers and, and they're asking you questions face to face and trying to get your input and your ideas and everything. And then finally, when it's all said and done, they have to make the final decision on whether or not you're qualified for the position. And if you're not qualified, then you'll be considered unqualified. But through our course in life and through our walk with Jesus Christ, at some point or time, you and I have felt unqualified because the Lord has placed something on our hearts. The Lord has gave us specific directions on where to go and what to do. And oftentimes when we feel what to do, we don't do it simply because we feel unqualified. Now, you don't have to pull your Bibles out tonight. I've just got a couple verses I want to read very quickly. One is in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. The Bible says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. And these couple verses that I'm going to read very quickly are verses that if you ever feel unqualified into whatever area of your life, to whatever God has for you to do, if you ever feel unqualified, not necessarily things of the Lord, but even things in your own personal life, if you ever feel unqualified, remember these verses. Again, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, 
and in necessities and in persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Isaiah 40, 30-31. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And last one, our all famous one, Philippians 4.13. For I can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Throughout all scripture, if you will look very, very closely, you will find all different types of people that, who are unqualified. Tonight, I'm thankful that God does not call the qualified, but rather he qualifies the call. I'm thankful that I don't have to have all my ducks in a row. I'm thankful I don't have to have some level of knowledge and some levels of degrees and some titles behind my name and have all these things prepared before God can finally use me. I'm so thankful as I stand tonight that God can call me by name and have me do his will. And anybody in here, God can call you right now and say, I need you to go right now and do this for me and then go over here and do this for me. He didn't say you had to go through some type of course, some type of knowledge course. You don't have to go through all these things before I can call you. He just says, simply come unto me. Come unto me. Not, not you that are perfect. Not you that have all your things together. He said, come unto me, all that you are weary and heavy laden. Come unto me as you are. But it's interesting that God is not like that. He does not have you fill out what is called a spiritual application. We don't have to fill out an application to see if we meet the, 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 uh, the qualifications before we can serve God. I like what Paul said. Paul said, For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things, the foolish things, to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen. The things that are not, so that he may fully the things that are. So that no man may boast before God, but by his doings are you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-30. If we look back throughout the history of God's people, we can all look and see so many people that God has called, God has used, and God has direct to do his will. So many people we have find that was not qualified. Amen. To give a few examples, Sarah, for example, laughed at the face of God. She literally laughed in the face of God. Why? Because God said you will bear children. She laughed. 
Because she felt like her physical body at her older age was not willingly or was not physically able to bear children. And so we go a little further. Now, I'm only going to give a couple, but we can search all throughout Scripture and find a whole bunch more. I mean, we can also look at a man named David, who we all know the life and story of David. How David stood on top of a rooftop and he himself watched a woman by the name of Bathsheba bathe and he was watching. David had a lust problem. David even had Bathsheba's husband killed. David was unqualified, unfit to be king. David, uh, he was not fit to be king. He was unqualified, but David had a repentant heart. The Bible says David was after a man of God's own heart. But David had a lust problem so bad, it was so bad, that on his deathbed, they actually laid a young virgin in his bed. And when they finally seen that the king did not touch the woman, they all said the king is dead. That's how bad David had a lust problem. But now you take a man who had issues. You take a man who had faults. You take a man who had failures. And then you trace the genealogy of Jesus Christ. You can find that it traces all the way back to David. God used David in such a mighty way that he, even through his unqualifications, he was not qualified, that shows you right there. You do not have to be perfect. You do not have to be qualified. You do not have to have all your ducks in a row. Let Jesus Christ call you. Let Jesus Christ clean you up. And let Jesus Christ put the qualifications that you need in your spirit to do his will. And it don't take very long right after King David. You'll fall right into King Solomon. See, King Solomon lost everything. King Solomon lost all he had. Why? Because he was after strange women. He was after strange women. He had a lust problem. King Solomon, one of the wisest men in the Bible, one of the wisest men had issues. He had problems. But God gave him such wisdom that he was the wisest man throughout Scripture. So I gave you just a couple things to show you that God can use the unqualified to do his will. If you want to go all the way back to Genesis, you will find Adam and Eve, who Adam and Eve disobeyed God because Eve ate of the wrong tree that God said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He could have killed them both and started fresh right then. And said, I, God could have said, hey, I ain't even created, created you that long and you already disobeyed me. What are you doing? But he said, no, I'm going to use this for my glory. Because out of Eve became generations and generations and generations out of Eve. God can use the ones that feel the most unqualified. Because when you feel the most unqualified, that's when God can use you. Because when you feel like you've got it all together, when you feel like you've got everything set in order, that's when God comes and messes it all up. That's what we call trials and battles. When we have everything together, God will come in and mess it up because he said, that's not my plan. That's not my will. This is what I have for you. Because throughout Scripture, our ways are not his ways. His ways should be our ways. But we get it backwards. We think we help God in all of our lives. 
But when we are unqualified, God can use us the most. When we are broken before God, God can use us the most. So tonight, I want to use a very, very familiar story. Probably, in my opinion, in my opinion, probably the most unqualified stories, a very well-known story in the Bible is the story of Moses. Moses felt unqualified. Moses felt unqualified for the first 40 years. Moses lived in the family of Pharaoh. He lived in Pharaoh's home. He was a member of Pharaoh's family. You got to think, he was living as a celebrity. He was living as a king in Pharaoh's palace. He had servants wait upon him. He didn't have to work. He had the wealth. He had the social living. He had everything a man could ask for. But in the second 40 years of his time, there came a troubling of the people, the people of Egypt. And so therefore, he had to leave and go tend the livestock in his second 40 years. Now we go into the third 40-year term of Moses' life, and now he has approached a bush that is set on fire and has not been consumed. For out of this bush, he hears the voice of God. Speak unto Moses, for we know this time is the calling of Moses. God has called Moses from burning bush. And now he feels like he is unqualified to do the things of God. And I'm going to tie all this in at the end of this message. Please just hang on just for a little longer. Exodus 3, 9 through 10. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. If you're taking notes, write this down. Objection number one. Why do I feel unqualified? Objection number one. I love how every time we object to something, God comes in and steps in and, and stops all of our objections. Objection number one, I'm a nobody. I am a nobody. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Exodus 3.11. So anything, so Moses is here and he hears the voice of God and God tells Moses, go get my people out from the bondage of Pharaoh. So then Moses looks at himself and says, God, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just Moses. You want me to go to Pharaoh and deliver who? He felt unqualified. Objection overruled. God overrules Moses' objection. Anytime we object, God will come in and overrule our objection. And when God says, I will be with you, Exodus 3 and 12, this calling is not based on your credibility, but mine. I don't want Egypt or Israel impressed with you. I want them to be impressed with me. See, that's a problem we have when we feel unqualified. We think it's got to be about us. God did not call Moses for Moses to get the glorified, but to be glorified. He didn't call Moses to deliver the people so the people can look at Moses. God used Moses so that God can get the glory for what was about to happen. See, here's another thing. Anytime you and I feel unqualified, Here's the problem. Here's where the unqualifications come in. Anytime God tells us to go do something, just like in this story right here, God tells Moses, go get the children of Israel. 
But when God tells us to go do something, how we don't feel qualified to do so is because we take our current situation and base it off what God has told us. What do you mean? If God, for example, you're sitting in the middle of a service and the offering's being taken up, God says, give, give this amount. And you've got it in your pocket. God says, give this amount. And immediately you heard the voice of God and you felt the God calling you to do this. And you knew it. You felt it. But then you base your current situation off of what God is telling you to do and then you justify that by how your, your, your situation. So you mean you feel like, well, I don't really have it to give. I, I got to pay this. I got to pay this. I got to pay this. I, I, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. Because you use your current situation to pass up the blessings of God, just like Moses did. He, he immediately took his current situation of what he was right then and says, no, 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 I'm a nobody, God. I'm a nobody. I can't do this. See, so many times when we finally realize that we are not unqualified, that we are more qualified than we think we are. And see, the thing about it is, anytime God tells you to do something, anytime God impresses on your spirit and in your heart to do something, always keep in mind because it's something that he is preparing us to do for something greater that is yet to come. Just like right now, Moses don't see the outcome of what's going to happen. He's looking at his now. When God's already looking into his future, and if we ever just realize and trust God and what he is doing, we can go so much further. We won't have to worry about if we're qualified. We won't have to worry about if we're called. We won't worry about if we got what it takes and the tools that we need to do what God has called us to do. All we have to do is trust him. Objection number two. They are not going to believe me. But behold... They will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear unto you. Exodus 4 and 1. They're going to think that I'm a looney tune. God, they're not going to believe me. Who am I? I'm Moses. They're not going to believe me. I got a little testimony. I can testify about that. So many times I've been in services. So many times I've been in church services to where I was in the altars praying for certain people that came for prayer. And I would always be the one over to the side, and I was always the one help supporting other ministers by praying and helping in prayer for other people. And God will put on my heart, go to this person and speak this and give them this word. And I would feel it. I would feel it. I would hear the voice of God. It would prick my heart and in my spirit, and I just felt it in my stomach. And you could not tell me God did not tell me to do this. It might have been just a word of an encouragement. And it, would, it, 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 it never has been the, uh, a word like, Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt do this and this and this. It wasn't never nothing like this. It's more just words of encouragement to lift that person up for what they might have been going through at this particular time. And so I would stand there and ignore it. My God, they won't believe me. I felt the exact same way Moses did. I said, God, they won't believe me. Don't think I'm just telling this to be this, just to be saying this and all this. But God, anytime God tells you to do something, God always has a way of confirming his will. Because I've stood there so many times, more than once, and God told me to go do this person. And I would not do it. I would stand there like I never heard it. Well, it wouldn't be long. Here comes somebody out of their seat 
from not from the front row. I'm talking about from the back row. Somebody will come out of their seat, walk down the aisle, come all the way to the pulpit where this person was, and they would tell them, I could not hear them, but I'm sure it's the same word that I was supposed to tell them. And they would come up here and receive that word, and that particular person would shout and cry and receive the biggest blessing that that person can receive. And the whole time, I was standing there, and I was seeing all this, and God said, I told you. I felt unqualified. God, they're not going to believe me. I felt unqualified, but God confirmed me. I had the qualifications. I just wasn't heeding to the Spirit. Because I was basing off my current situation, my current feelings. But objection overruled. I will be with you. The same power that demonstrated to you in secret, I will demonstrate to them that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared unto you. Exodus 4 and 5. So my point is to impress that with me, I cannot do nothing. But with God, I can do all things. God has given me all the qualifications that I need to do His will. Objection number three. I am not gifted to do this. So many things that I have experienced personally in my ministry since God has called me into uh, ministry. So many things I have seen, I have felt, and I, I was led to do. And I know, again, like, again, an altar, you know, giving somebody maybe just a word of encouragement. But God will put it on my heart to go do something. And I said, no, 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 God, I don't have that gift. I don't have that gift. It might have been a gift that I was sincerely desiring from God. It might have been a gift that I was really, really wanting. And God was telling me, go do this. And I said, no, no, no. I said, God, I'm, I, and sometimes I'll question, is this God or is this enemy? How, how, how many have we done that before? We've always questioned, well, is this God? Is this really God or is this more than enemy? I'll do that a lot. And God will tell me, go do certain things. I'm like, God, I'm not gifted to do this. But what God was trying to show me, you may not think you have the gift. You may think that you have not the qualifications to do what I'm fixing to tell you to do. But what God was trying to show me, I've got what you need. When you don't have what you need, I'm trying to give what you need to go do what you've got to do. But see, I was in the place where I was thinking I don't have it. And I didn't have it. But God's saying, hard head, if you just listen to me, I'm going to give it to you so you can go do it. Never underestimate the power of God. It doesn't matter what position you may be in. It doesn't matter what situation that you are currently in. If God is going to lead you, if God's going to guide you, he will equip you to do what he has for you to do. I'm not getting enough to do this. Objection overruled by God. Moses, who has made man's mouth? Who makes me mute or deaf or sin or blind? It is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore, go and I will be with you in your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Exodus 4, 11 through 12. You're still missing the point. You're still, Moses, you're still missing the point. I will fill your mouth with what you have to say. Because Moses said, God, I am a man of uncircumcised lips. I'm a man. I'm not a man of enticing words. I can't go and speak unto Pharaoh. And I can't wait to the end of this message to tie all this in. 
I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be great. Objection number 4. Don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. He didn't want to do it. Moses did not want to do it. And see when you feel unqualified, if you're asked to do anything that you don't feel qualified to do, you feel forced. Well, God, I, I, don't, I don't have what I need. I, I just don't, I can't do this. Why are you making me do this? Well, it's because I'm qualifying you to do it. I'm giving you what you need to do. So many times, how many blessings have you and I missed because you and I felt that we wasn't qualified? We base off of our current situation, our current position, our, our basically our now to override the things of God. And what God is all he's trying to do is when he does these certain things to us to, to push us to go into certain areas, he's basically equipping you from taking you from this point and he's trying to progress you to this point. Why do we want, I'll raise my hand to be the first, why do I and we, why do we want to stay right here and, and not move to here? Why do we always want to stay unqualified here when all God is trying to do is qualify us to, uh, to progress more in the spirit and a relationship with him? Don't ever think because you are not qualified to do something, don't think God won't qualify you to do it. For example, it might be small and giving a small amount into the offering. Well, if you will be obedient in the small things, he said, I've got greater in store for you. He's trying to teach us, if you'll be faithful in just the small things, he said, can I not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is no room to contain? But he's trying to get us to over to grow in the small things so that we can move forward. So I want to ask you this simple question tonight. Are you arguing tonight with God? Do you feel like, I don't care how old you are, you say, well, I've been serving God, that don't matter. God, until you, and as long as you've got breath in your lungs, God can still call you, God can still use you, and God can still move through your life. Do you, do you say, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I've reached the age where I'm not, uh, I'm too old or I'm, I'm, I'm feeble or I, I, can't, I can't do this because I've got this certain issue. I've got this. No, no. God is not going to call you to do something that's going to hurt, your hurt yourself. He's not going to put it no more on you than you can bear. If God has called you to do something, if God has asked you to do something, you will be able to do it. You may not see right now, I, can, I can't do this. God, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's just in us, in our finite mind, in our mentality, we think we know what's best for us. God, I want to do this. I would love to do this. I'm not qualified to do this. God's trying to tell us, yeah, you're not qualified to do this, but through me, I have gave you the qualifications to do this. So, let's tie all this thing together. So, have you not noticed... That Moses, throughout the calling that God has called him, uh, that God has called him, he has called Moses to lead the children of Israel uh, out of the bondage of Egypt. The whole time God is telling Moses and trying to lead Moses into uh, Pharaoh to uh, deliver the children of Israel out of bondage, he acts like he's afraid. He acts like God, no, 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 I'm unqualified. 
I can't, you want me to go to Pharaoh? You want me to tell him what? Let's back up for a minute. Let's back up for a minute. Moses was rescued out of the river. Let's go back for a little bit. Let's tie this thing together. Moses was rescued from the river. And had a baby, an infant little baby. And he was rescued and taken into Pharaoh's home. Okay? He grew up for the first 40 years in Pharaoh's family. He walked like them. He talked like them. He, he done everything. He done all the rituals and all the business things. He done everything like them. But then God makes a way for him to go into Pharaoh's family. God makes a way to pull him out of Pharaoh's family. And now God's using him to go back to Pharaoh's family. Now watch this. When God called Moses, whether Moses realized it or not, God already qualified him before he even called him. Are you getting what I'm trying to look? He was already there. He was already there. And he did not realize it. When God calls you, you are already qualified. All the things that you have been through, all the things that you have done, were all just building blocks to the qualifications that God's about to place into your life. But Moses, I can't do this. But Moses, you are already qualified. You just don't know. When we have an unqualified mentality, we put ourselves in such a lower position than we need to be because God has said, you belong here with me. And so it's time for us spiritually, mentally, to go from the bottom of unqualifications back to being up to here where God is saying, you are called, you are chosen, you are my beloved, you are the head and not the tail, you are above and not beneath, you are qualified to do the will that I've called you to do. Amen. So as I close, I want to leave you with this. God has called you. God does have a purpose for your life. The only thing is, is do we want to receive it? Do we want to believe it? And just know that if God calls me, God will equip me. Or do we want to stay back here in the land of Egypt in bondage and slavery because we feel like we are not qualified? But God sent a deliverer named Moses. Now, a person who thought was a nobody. Moses was not called to teach Sunday school. Moses was not called to do pulpit ministry. Moses was not called to take up the offering. Moses was called to be a deliverer. He was a deliverer unto the children of Israel. God has called each and every one of you as long as you've got breath and you're able to, uh, to praise the Lord. He has called you to do something. I will say this. You want a prophetic word? I've got a prophetic word for you tonight. God did not call you to be a seat warmer. If you stand up right now, I want everybody to stand up. Stand to your feet. Turn and face that wall. Now take your right hand and place the word in the very spot you sat. Place your right hand in the very spot. You feel that heat? You feel that heat? I promise you that is not the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That is not the anointing. That is not your anointing. God did not call you for this. 
God has called every one of you for so much greater. You are qualified. You are fulfilled with the purpose of God to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I hope you received something from this message tonight. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it encouraged you to push, to pursue the things of the Lord. Amen. If all hearts and minds are clear, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for this time that you've given us, Lord, to study your word and, to, Lord, to see that you have called us all, that we are not unqualified. You have qualified us to do your will and to fulfill your calling in our lives. Lord, we pray, God, that you be with us. Keep us safe and bring us back to the next appointed time, Sunday morning. Lord, we are expecting greater things to happen Sunday morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you.